On the Newman Jets Audio Network, this is the JetCast, the official podcast of Newman University Athletics, featuring exclusive interviews with coaches, players, administrators, and more. The JetCast podcast is brought to you by Ascension Via Christi, Donlinger Construction, Mel Hambledon Ford, Eck Agency, Dr. Brennan Lucas and Advanced Orthopedic Associates, Keystone Solid Surfaces, Big Corner Creative, Pepsi, and by iCryo Recovery and Wellness. Here's the voice of the Newman Jets, Blake Cripps. What is it? Well, uh, it is something like, yeah, I think seven and seven eighths, coach. Well, we're talking about hat sizes. It's hard to believe that we are, we had snow on the ground earlier this week. Today, we are under freezing, but yeah, we're we're talking baseball with Coach Drew Mouse in his fourth year. His Jets got off to the best start in Division II program history a season ago. 23 and 23, they wrapped up. 13 and 20 in the MIAA, finishing just out of the MIAA tournament. 14 more wins last year overall. Five more wins in association play. Uh, Coach, I know with that kind of improvement, you have to be extremely excited about uh, getting back to work here uh, later this week. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm excited to get going this season. Um, you know, we bring back a lot from last year, so um, letting them get on the field and compete is, is one thing that I, I can't wait to do. I'm glad that we're, what, two days, three days away now? Something like that? I don't even know. Yeah, well, he, he mentioned that he was tired, and I said, boy, the, the time constraints aren't going to get any easier for you. It is a Friday start for the Jets at Southern Nazarene. Haven't checked the weather forecast down at Bethany, Oklahoma, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So it's the Jets and the Crimson Storm coming up. The home opener for the Jets, not until February 16th against Minot State. Uh, you mentioned last year's team and, you know, the incredible success that they have. And it was a much different field going going into the year because you know you said beginning of the year we've got so many new players we're not sure what we have a lot more experience a lot fewer new players this season you know how do you reflect on on last year's team and everything that they accomplished and I know didn't quite get everything done that you thought that they could get done last year but certainly a a huge massive step in the right direction last year 100 percent you know I I thought last year that we would be better Um, we were better um, so that was that was a good stepping stone um, moving forward with the program. You know, I, I think the the one thing that I wanted to happen was we wanted to make the conference tournament. Um, you know, especially being the first time for playing the MIAA, uh, making that and um, something to build off of moving forward. You know, I, I'm not um, necessarily disappointed in in what happened last year and not making the conference tournament, but. I uh, don't feel like we achieved all of our goals that we were trying to set out to do um, and just making our guys hungrier for this year. And hopefully hopefully the the hunger allows them to stay on plan and, and just execute what we're supposed to do. What has the offseason prep work been like and, and how have the guys attacked what they need to do in order to have the maximum amount of success that they can have this year? Uh, in the fall, you know, we went we – went, pretty hard in the fall um but as we were going through practices we would we would some some form of scrimmage almost every day um but i would give a lot of the guys an off day here or there um not necessarily entirely from practice but if we were scrimmaging you know i'd let jenner just hit in the cage when we were scrimmaging because he's older um vanderpool hitting the cage that day because he's older just trying to make sure that we stay healthy um, and, and so far we've done that for the most part. We've had one or two guys get nicked up. 
Um, but nothing so far that should deter us from what we're trying to do. Coming up on the show today, we will have Asher Fink, a senior pitcher on this team, Jenner Steele, senior hitter on this team, who led the Jets in average last season. We'll also talk with Nicole Oldie-Johnson from women's basketball. That's coming up later in the show as well. And, uh, you know, you mentioned that uh, Jenner Steele, you had to give him some time off because he was old. He's off camera watching right now. And uh, what's it like having Jenner and, and Asher Fink as a couple of the old guys on this team? Yeah, I mean, it, it's Jenner's one of those guys that, that you know he's there like you just know you walk onto the field and you know he's there um he's big he's loud he doesn't <laughs> stop talking um so like you're fully aware that he's at practice every single day um you know and asher is an older guy and and, and he'll cut it up every now and then but um you know he's about his work and you know that was a big um, confidence booster for me with taking over the pitchers was knowing that we had a lot of older guys that knew exactly what they needed to do to 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 improve what they needed to do to get their work in every single day so um making it not a whole new program of how we do everything and and just go about your business the entire time well you mentioned that there's been some changes in the roster changes on your coaching staff roster as well and you mentioned the new role for you taking over coaching the pitchers uh, how is this is the first time you've done it we talked a couple weeks ago you you haven't coached pitchers before but i know it's something that you're excited about with the staff that you have coming back how did you come to that decision and and how how do you feel like that's been going so far and how excited are you to see what the staff can do this year well i mean in our at our level of college you you kind of just hire um, when robbie left and, and robbie did a great job um with everything recruiting coaching pitchers um and when he left you kind of you don't necessarily go after i need a pitching guy or hitting guy you kind of just hire the best candidate that you think can do the best job. athlete available yeah yeah um for the most part and you know with a heavy um senior class upper class you know I, I feel like the recruiting aspect was the big thing that that we needed to touch on and so hiring a guy with with a little bit of recruiting background um especially knowledge in this area and knowledge of areas that we're trying to get into more um and then that left him you know coach Pedlow is a hitting guy so obviously I'm going to have to take over pitchers I'm not going to make him jump into something that he's not comfortable sure um comfortable with and you know last year when we would when Robbie and I would talk with pitchers and everything it was it was his show he had you know um full control of everything but you know if I felt something needed to be said or whatever I would jump in so it wasn't wasn't like these guys were sitting there going like oh my god what are we doing um and and you know we've tried talking about whatever your opinion on hitting or pitching, I'm sorry, is like, let's have a dialogue about it and, and try to make this thing work for both of us. You mentioned Joe Pedlow, the new assistant coach who will be coaching the hitters this year. What's that relationship been like with him trying to get to know this veteran team? Yeah, I think he's uh, been a little more hands off than he probably normally would be um, just with how many guys returning that we have um and not trying to overdo it with them and and let them feel through some stuff um and and just make sure that they get work in and, and are are tested with you know different variations of machine work and that type of thing so trying to get trying to not ch 
change everything after the improvement that we made last year, but also, you know, give his input here and there with what we should be doing. Certainly last season had a couple of major stars for your team that aren't here. Langrell out of the bullpen, Tyler Push uh, in your lineup, and, you know, certainly a tremendous leadoff hitter, defensive player for you. But I know that you have other guys back from last year's team who had a lot of success. Who are a couple other key returners you think are going to have to have the same level or maybe even a higher level of success to get this program to where you want it to be at the end of 2023. Yeah, I mean, Vanderpool's, what is he, a four-year starter for us, I guess, now. Um, he's been around for a yeah, while. he's been around for a while. I mean, there's going to be records that he's going to break just because he's played every day for four years. Um, you know, you have uh, Zach Stewart's back. We have both of our catchers back. Carson Hawks is back. Um, Jake Angelico is back. And, you know, Jake had a really good um, improvement last year. Um, and he had a fantastic fall. I, th- I would say he was our best hitter in the fall um, for the most part. And from the offensive standpoint, you know, I think it's just finding the pieces. You're never going to replace Tyler Push. Um, he broke know, the stolen base record by. He, had, he broke the stolen base I think it was season stolen bases, career stolen bases, season triples, career triples. And I don't think it was close. Season honestly. total bases and career total bases. All in one all all last year those were broken for him. And um you know, you're never going to replace him one to one. And but I do think that we've we've somehow been able to figure out a way to, in the aggregate of replacing him with a couple of other improvements. You know, we've gotten more athletic. Um we have a lot more depth this year than we did last year. So that's that's the thing that I think is going to allow us to win more games, um, at least from a coaching standpoint of having more options of when can I pitch run here. You know, I, I talk about last year we played Washburn at home and um, it, was, it was two games specifically where we should have pitched hit and we should have pitched hit in this situation. And it was the sixth inning that we should have pitched hit in the situation, but we didn't have a lot of depth. And so we were holding on to pitch hit later on in the game. Sure. And I'm watching Harley over there just sending a new pitch hitter every every <laughs> inning. And I go, we're never going to be in the top four until we get to that point where we can take kids out and, and feel confident with guys. And I I feel like we've gotten to that point. You know, now they have to go out and do it on the field. Um, but I feel like we've we've gotten the talent and the ability to do that now. Well, uh, from all this that I'm hearing, my next question on my sheet here is to ask about the strength of the team. It, it sounds like you're feeling pretty confident about your offense this year. Would you f- do you feel like that's the the number one strength? Not that you aren't going to be strong huh. in other areas too. Huh. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we bring back so much from last year that you. you kind of have to feel confident you better in, feel confident yeah, in your offense um you know the the one thing that we're still working through is with the new guys that are coming in is still getting a feel of how everything's supposed to go um you know you try not to install it all in the fall and let them play and and just try and learn baseball and everything like that but um, and then you crunch right before the season starts sure. so trying to get that feel for everything um you know i think our pitching has 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 been a big improvement for last year. And we haven't really added um, – I think we've added three arms maybe um, from last year. And, you know, we've had two or three guys that have, have worked their tails off over the summer and in the fall um, have made some big velo jumps. Um, you know, we've had just gradual improvement from guys that pitched last year. You know, Asher, Nate, Garrett, um, Colby Wilson have all have all gotten better. Um 
Ian's Ian's been great this this fall and, and early season, um, and just making sure that that we can stay healthy. And I think that we have more depth there this year than we did last year. And I think that that will play off um, big for us, especially once we get into conference play. Maybe calling it a weakness would not be accurate, but if there was maybe an area of concern that you feel like you're going to have to see some jumps to, to make your goals this year, what area do you think that would be coming into the season? Maturity. Um, you know, I, I, we have an older group. Um, they like to play free. They like to, to have fun. Um, it's when – when is it time to not have fun and when is it time to actually like allow ourselves to be who we are, you know? And I think that, um, I always think back to that movie glory road. Uh huh. If you've ever seen it, but, um, Texas, was it Texas Western and the first, uh, all black team playing the national championship. And, you know, he's playing, keeps making the comment. We're playing sound fundamental baseball and, uh, the point guard's like, you got to let us go. And he just makes the comment. He's like, you play your game and you play my game. And I think we've, we both have to still feel each other out of like, I'm going to let you play the way you want, but you have to do it the way that I want you to do it at the same time. And, um, you know, and they know that they know that, but it's making them understand it every single day and, and get them to the point where it's like, okay, he's right. He's right. So, Final question for you. Once again, the season opens up for the Jets this weekend on the road. The home opener is February 16th. Minot State coming to town, 2 o'clock first pitch, and it's a four-game set here at McCarthy Field. Obviously, uh, as you guys know, as I told you last week with softball, the baseball schedule is merely a suggestion that should not be taken for anything more than it is. So you'll have to stay tuned to NewmanJets.com for the schedule updates. We've already had the season home opener for softball postponed, so make sure you keep your Newman Jets Athletics app handy. You'll need it this year to follow the baseball schedule here in Kansas. But uh, last one for you, goals for the season. I know last year your goal was the MIAA tournament. You were right there until the last week, missed it by one game. Uh, What's the goal this season? I mean, make the conference tournament um, for sure. Um, But after that, I mean, it's going to be completely dependent upon how we play. You know, I I think – um, we're going to test them right out of the gate. I mean, our second weekend we play Wachita Baptist, Henderson State, and Oklahoma Baptist, and they are ranked fifth in the region, ninth in the region, and I think there are other ones receiving votes in the region. And then when you look at the region polls, they're out of – I think there's five conference teams in the first region poll. Um, so, you know, when we move on from last year, I thought – we were trying to just get some wins last year, and now it's if you guys think you're good, we're going to make sure that you're playing the teams that you can beat. And um, I guess we'll find out. So. We, we will find out very shortly. Once again, SNU this weekend, home opener coming up later in February. Coach Mouse can't wait to get out there to call some action on the audio network here uh, later this season. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Thank you. We will be back with Asher Fink, Jenner Steele, talking NU baseball after this on the JetCast. I often get asked about my skincare routine. One thing that has really helped my skin is the cryofacial. It helps eliminate fine lines while stimulating collagen production. 
And the best part about it is it's only a 12-minute session and there's completely no downtime. No need to schedule a reservation. You can walk right in and try one today. I Cryotherapy and Wellness, North Mays Road across from Newmarket Square. 316-330-7474. 330-7474. Let's face it, it's been a while since you updated your kitchen and bathroom. And while they fit your style when your house was built, styles change. Or maybe the space just isn't fitting your current needs. That's where Keystone Solid Surfaces comes in. Keystone is the premier fabricator and installer of quartz, granite, and solid surfaces in Kansas. And with their huge brand new showroom at 1655 North Wabash in Wichita, providing the perfect inspiration, the possibilities are truly endless. That's why when it's time for an upgrade, the key is Keystone. KeystoneSolidSurfaces.com or find great specials on Facebook. Book. Back here on the JetCast, hard to believe the baseball season is already here, but we are talking Diamond Sports, wrapping up our Diamond Sports previews this week. We are joined here by a couple of seniors on this year's team. We're going to take yet another step forward in Jets baseball here in 2023. Asher Fink, senior right-handed pitcher out of Texas, and Jenner Steele, a transfer in out of Missouri, and Hutchinson Community College, first baseman, led the team last year in average at 363, 14 doubles, 10 home runs. Fink, on the other hand, was the Jets' best starting pitcher last year at 7-2, 4.83 ERA, and a starter's best 1.46 whip, opponents hitting just 258 against him. Guys, uh, you mentioned it, it's been a while since you've been here, but uh, it's great to have you guys back on the show. How are you guys doing? Wonderful. Thank you for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. I know you guys are excited to be here and excited for for the the season coming up. And I know that part of that excitement is based on the huge improvement that you guys showed on the diamond last year. Uh, Talk a little bit about last year's team and, and what you guys did that made you successful a year ago. Uh, you know, last year's team was obviously you said a lot of improvement, and we're still never we're still not satisfied. We still have higher goals that we want to reach, and so we have tunnel vision. We're staying on the tracks. We're still trucking forward. What's the offseason been like for you, Jenner, and, and in terms of just bringing this team together in order to make sure that you guys take that next step? Well, I mean, we got we got a bunch of new dudes this year, so a lot of team chemistry this year, trying to focus on um, the little things that. Um, here and there that we're, we lost a few games um, by either errors or just by not scoring enough runs. So I feel like um, all off season we kind of just focused on um, doing those little things to win ball games. What what was it like last year? I know that you know at the beginning I think it was through the first twelve games or so it was the best start in Division Two history and I, there was a, a buzz about campus for baseball. Uh, it'd be nice to recreate that this season, wouldn't it? Absolutely, it, it would be nice, and I think we can definitely do that. And I think what we need to do is do that and also continue it to the beginning part of NYAA conference play. What do you feel like was the source of the improvement, Jenner, last year? You guys, I think I, I wrote down, I mentioned it in the first segment with Coach Mouse, that you guys won, yeah, it was 14 more games in the previous year. Mm-hmm. You guys won five more NYAA games in the year ago, than, than the previous season. What do you think was the catalyst for that improvement and that step forward? Well, I think, honestly, cleaning cleaning house helped a lot. Um, bringing in a bunch of new guys at JUCO players that have, have experience in uh and that have already played college baseball, but also the preseason games too, getting um, getting 12 to 15 games in before we go into conference play really helped, um, helped us get comfortable in the box, helped us do the little things right. So, Well, how, how are the hitters looking to attack here in uh, 2023? As you guys had a very, very high power, I think you set the program record for home runs in a season mm-hmm. last year. So how do you continue building on that for this year? You know, just come out swinging right off the bat. Um, just be aggressive in the box, try to, 
I mean, score runs, as many runs as we can, try to play defense, but um, mostly just come out swinging, ready to go well, every day. Uh, Asher, what's your offseason been like in terms of uh, getting set for, I'm assuming, another year in the starting rotation? And uh, what, what, what in the offseason have you been working on to try to make sure that you're at your best? It's been a, it's been a long offseason. It's been an offseason that was drawn out because I was so ready to get back. And sure. a lot of the stuff that I was working on is just being able to be more consistently in the zone. I had, one of my biggest issues last year was walks, and that's not going to play. And it was always the, the big walks. It was like the walk and then the home run or the walk and then the double. So that was one thing that I really focused on and more of like from a mechanical standpoint of how I can fix that. And me and Mouse have worked with that a lot this fall and going into the spring, and there's I've seen a lot of improvements, so I'm happy about that, and I'm excited to get going. Well, you mentioned uh, Coach Mouse. Uh, this is going to be his first time coaching pitchers here at Newman. What's that been like, having uh, Coach Mouse as the pitching coach? It's been it's been pretty good. <clears throat> it's a lot different than having Robbie last year, but nothing wrong with that. I mean, he's he's he, he definitely knows his stuff, and we listen to him, and we understand where he's coming from, and it's always an open conversation. He doesn't – the one thing I really like about him being the coach is that it's, it's, it's a two-way conversation – you just not feel like he tells you something and you have to do it. He's always leaving that line of communication open for you to explain how you feel, maybe what you think, and it's it's just nice to have that two-way communication. And then, Jenner, this season you'll be coached by a new hitting coach. Not that Coach Mouse won't give his input, as always, but uh, what's it been like getting to know uh, Coach Pedlow before this baseball season? Uh, coach shows really good um, hitting-wise. He, uh, like Coach, or like Asher said, it's a very open conversation always. You kind of go to him with suggestions and he fills your answer um, based off of that. So um, if you just have little tweaks here and there, he's always there to correct you or to tell you to do something. So one thing I was working on all, all off season is using my lower half more and um, getting better timing. So we've been working a lot using my lower half and obviously Coach Mouse comes in um, a couple times a week and he still helps us. but. It's nice having Joe over there every single day. You look at this uh, Newman Jets team, by the way, the home opener is set for February 16th against Minot State's four-game series at McCarthy Field starting at 2 o'clock. This question is for both of you. General, we'll start with you. Uh, How have you guys kind of embraced this role? Not that you weren't leaders last year. You certainly were. I mentioned all the categories that you guys did lead last season, but it's a little bit different when you know it's your last season Mm -hmm. of plays. Both of you guys will be walking on senior day at McCarthy Field there in, in April or whenever it is um what changes for you guys in terms of the leadership that you feel that is required of you being a guy who's been through the miaa battles has let the jet led the jets to such a big step forward and obviously you want to make your legacy continued improvement here in your senior year so jenner uh, what's the responsibility like for you as a, a senior leader on this team i mean it's very big um going into your last year obviously um Everybody knows it's my last year, so being a leader is, is kind of something that I've really wanted to do. Last year, um, I, I did fill in a little bit with that, but this year I have a bigger role with that, um, teaching the younger kids what it's like to win ball games, what it's like to succeed in the MIAA. And so I feel like um, by teaching them that, and what, after I leave, they can come in and fill my shoes. Asher, what's the bullpen like this year in terms of your leadership and, and your role to bring not just the starters around, all but all the arms around? Uh, with me, the one thing that I'm looking forward to is having that experience in my double A and seeing what those hitters are like. As last year, I was I was a leader in the pitching staff, but also it was all new for me. I'm still trying to go through, so I would still pick Connor Langrose Brand last year and Ian Leckie and talk about the hitters in this conference. But now that I have a first-hand experience with almost 80 innings against them, I think that that's going to be my biggest key to success to bringing along the other arms that we have because we have a lot of uh, newer arms, new traveling guys that are going to see a lot of innings out there, and so my experience in my double-A play and explaining to them how it works and 
you know, what each team tries to do and how we can attack those hitters and just bring them along that way. Last question for you guys. We'll start with you first, Asher. Then, Jenner, I want your thoughts on it as well. Have you guys discussed goals for the team? What are your personal goals? What are your team goals for the Jets this year? As a team goal, a lot of people talk about last year, and we just we have like a and attitude. Like, so what? Yes, we did that. Yes, we did this. But we always – we don't we're not winning unless we win a national championship it's it's in every sport like yeah you do it a lot better we're doing good but it's not good enough it's not good enough until you get win at the on the ultimate stage and so that's always going to be our goal no matter what anybody else thinks and so that's kind of how we're treating it all jenner your thoughts obviously the goal is to win a national championship but um we need to start with making the conference tournament obviously last year we missed it by um, one game and Coach Mouse always talks about how important it is to focus on the game that you're playing in because you never know um, what exactly is going to happen at the end of the year. And last year we missed it by one game. So um, I, I obviously don't want to be in the eight, seven, you know, conference. We want to be in the top four so we can host. So definitely hosting and uh, winning a lot of ball games. The Newman Jets get their season started this weekend at Southern Nazarene. Once again, the home opener, February 16th, four-game series starting on that Thursday against Minot State, 2 o'clock for the first pitch at McCarthy Field. And we will have baseball covered once again on the Newman Jets Audio Network when we get into conference play here in March, guys. Uh, so looking forward to seeing you out there again. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank Sir, you. Thank you. We will wrap up there. the show with women's basketball next on the JetCast. Hi, friends. Phil Nightingale, general manager of Mel Hamilton Ford. Effective immediately, we have changed our sales hours on Saturday. All sales staff will work every other Saturday and will close early at 5 p.m. on Saturday. At Mel Hamilton Ford, people matter. We're certain these new sales hours will be better for our sales staff and their families. We invite you to embrace our new hours and schedule appointments meant to value your time. Mel Hamilton Ford, taking care of customers and employees since 1984, experience the difference. Hi, this is Joanna Pryor, Director of Athletics at Newman University. Follow the Jets all season long by downloading the free Newman Athletics app. Get live schedules, stats, rosters, and access to live play-by-play coverage on the Newman Jets audio network by downloading the Newman Athletics app today. Download the Newman Athletics app for free on Google Play or the App Store. And don't miss a single moment of Jet Power this season. Wrapping up here with women's basketball, the Newman Jets back in action. Maybe should have led the show with this, but we were wrapping up our Diamond Sports previews. It is Hall of Fame week here at Newman University. Hall of Fame game is coming up on Saturday. The Jets are going to be hosting Nebraska Kearney. The ladies are going to have... At the time of this publication, as we're recording it, we're still waiting on the top 25 rankings to come out. Uh, We would assume that there's not been a glitch in the system that Nebraska Kearney is going to be in the top 25, probably going to be in the top 15 and may even be in the top 10. They've got a seven game winning streak. First up for the Jets this week will be Fort Hayes State on Thursday. Of course, we'll have doubleheader coverage for you on the Newman Jets audio network. 530 for the ladies. Men will follow in to talk about all of that. We've got Coach Nicole D. Johnson, assistant coach for women's basketball on the show here. Thanks so much for being on the show, Coach. Yeah, well, thanks for having me, Blake. I appreciate it. Well, it is hard hard for me to believe and I know that you know I'm, I'm going up to do pregame with coach Drew here in a little bit after we get done um, it, it's hard for me to believe that 
we're here to the last eight games. We were here one Wild. month, and it feels like we just started. I was just doing volleyball and saying, hey, I'll be up to start basketball, and now it's just a blink and the season's over. Yeah, it goes so fast. Like, it's crazy. I mean, you start a couple games and you're like, okay, we're getting into conference. We got a long road ahead. And then all of a sudden it's February. Yeah. And you're like, I don't know where the time went. It, it, it's amazing. And it just it shows you. I mean, I'm sure. Did it feel like this when you played? That, that the season – I mean, I know in the WNBA, how many games did you guys play? Uh, it's still roughly around 30. Around 30. So it, did it feel this quick when you played? Not really, and I had a blast playing, so it wasn't like the season drug on or anything. Sure. But I don't feel like it was over this fast. Yeah, it, it's crazy, you know, but you go in, and we're here at the last weekend now, and it just goes to show you, I think, you know, when you're trying to make the top 10 for MIAA tournament seating – Boy, every game is so precious because, you know, you look at the schedule and you think, oh, well, gosh, we got 20-plus games. We have a 30-game season or 26, 30, depending on the season that it is. And, uh, boy, every game is so precious, isn't it? It is. It really is. And, obviously, we got some at home here coming down this last home stretch, and those will be really important. We got a couple on the road, um, one of them very, very important. And so, um, honestly, we're just telling our kids, like, take it one game at a time. One game isn't going to make or break your season. Um, but, obviously, if you can keep getting better and just compete each game hopefully you'll like where where you end up in the end last weekend was a tough assignment for you guys going to missouri southern Mm -hmm. pittsburgh state a couple of teams that played very very well against you here at fugate gymnasium and very different games but what were you and coach drew what were your guys's thoughts on on last week yeah i mean i think our kids battled hard um obviously those two teams that we played are very talented um and obviously Missouri Southern scores it really well, and Pitt scores it really, really well. Yeah. And so um, we were able to put some points on the board that, um, you know, we're trying a few different things and, and trying to get a few different actions in there. So we were working on those things and just trying to, like, fine-tune a few things. And so we felt good about that. Um, we felt like there were some things we could go back and watch on film and, and tweak a little bit more to get even better at. Um, but – they're just tough matchups, and we felt like we competed hard. We went on the road. Obviously, you want to try to steal one. We didn't get that done. But our main goal, like I said earlier, is just now let's get into practice again. We got two hard ones this, this week as well, but let's get better, get better, get better, and just see where we end up in the end. Defensively against Pittsburgh State, you know, you guys, in terms of offense as a team, you had such a huge improvement in terms of your shooting percentage. You guys shot 46%. You made 11 of 22 threes. You know, I think offensively, you probably did everything that you wanted to do against Pittsburgh State, but obviously defensively, you know, they were lights out. They shot 63%. Uh, What did you think about the defense last week? Yeah, I mean, I it was okay. Um, I think it boils down to some scouting report errors. And then obviously Aaron Davis for Pitt got really, really hot. She did. Uh, super hot. And so uh, if stuff like that happens, we just have to adjust a little bit quicker. Like she hits one. Okay. Um, you know, it's not necessarily what she loves to do. It's what she can do, but it's not what she loves to do. She hits two. Okay. We might have to adjust a little bit. Can't allow her to get six in the first half and not adjust to that. And so some nights, some kids just have it, and it's really hard to guard. Um, but I think there's some things that we need to do to try to take people out of what they like to do or what they prefer to do. And so 
it, we didn't do great at it. And so once again, there's some things that we can fine tune and just hopefully the last six, seven games, like when you're making a push at the end, you are a hundred percent on top of your game and what you want to do defensively. I think that the article will probably be coming out. It probably came out yesterday or maybe it's coming out. It probably is coming out before the, this interview is being published, which is Wednesdays at six. And we'll go Wednesdays at one because we got a lot of Wednesday games for mm-hmm. some reason. This will mm-hmm. be the most Wednesdays we've played in God, I think any division two season mm-hmm. that we've ever had yeah, this is our last Thursday. At, at Newman. This yeah. is crazy how many Wednesdays we have in the MIAA. Sure is nice not making 13 hour trips to Texas. Am I right? Um, but it seems like Brittany Ho has like about two thirds of my article that is being written, you know, in terms of all this records. And now she's on this top 10 list and she's made this top 10 list. She's going to be top 10 season score. She's close to that. You know, she had one of the top 10 scoring games, 34 points, uh, you know, was the second most field goals ever made in a game, second most attempts in a game. You know, when you're watching her work and just seeing the incredible improvement from last year to this season, her senior season, uh, boy, that has to be extremely rewarding for, for you guys as a coaching staff to see, see the kind of year that she's putting together. Yeah, I mean, she's having a great year. And, and like you said, it's just a ton of work being put in by her, uh, whether it was the off season during the summer or even during the season now. And it's um, obviously she's very, very coachable. She listens to what you what you ask her to do. And her footwork is just phenomenal in the post. I mean, she's a six foot post player going against night in, night out, either six, two, six, three, six, four. And so her ability to be able to get her shot off in the paint is, is exceptional. And then obviously she's shown a little bit that she can stretch it to threesome. And she's not living at the three-point line, which sometimes bigs like to do. Sure. We get in the, you know, we, we feel one go in and then we think we're a Steph Curry or something. That's right. So she's, she's adapted a little bit to, okay, I can score it in the post, but then I could also stretch it some. And then I was looking at, um, just like the stats from the MIAA. And, I mean, she's third in scoring, but she has taken the fewest free throws out of the top ten mm-hmm. um, and the fewest threes. And so she's doing it by just scoring and scoring buckets. And, and it's not all about the three-point line. It's twos, and it's hard-earned twos. And so I think that says something for her. And I'm another player, because I don't want you know everybody to think, well, it's all about Brittany Hill, even though offensively maybe it is. But there are other players that are having good seasons for you guys. And one of them, I called her the glue girl in the article, is Maddie Spagnola. Mm-hmm. She, in one year here in Wichita, uh, coming in as a graduate her last year of eligibility, she's got a shot here to be in the top ten in terms of season assists. Got a shot to be in the top 10 in terms of single season steals so she's kind of been doing the little things for you and you know she can as she put in uh, you know five three pointers which was a new uh, I think it was the 19 points was a Newman career high it was her season high and the five threes was a career high so uh, she's able to bring a lot to the table too isn't she yeah she does and you talk about glue I mean she she holds us together and um, whether it's like defensively talking and, and getting in gaps and being able to poke things away when people are driving it or just being able to knock down shots and and there's been times we've told her Maddie you need to shoot it more sure and so I think um, she's done that the past couple games a little bit more and we need her to do that to be successful and so she's just been 
tremendous. I, we've loved her since the day she stepped on the court. She she lives and breathes sports, and that is right up Drew's alley. It's right up my alley. Sure. Uh, we talk about it all the time. And so she's just a kid that has a passion and a drive for it. And if she can rub off on anybody, then she has done her job here. And, and we're you, very thankful for it. And if you want to hear uh, her thoughts on her Chicago Bears, you can mm-hmm. go back a couple of weeks to a, a previous episode of the JetCast where she talks about the, the heartbreak and the tribulation of being mm-hmm. a Bears fan. Uh, talking about the teams this week, Fort Hayes State on Thursday, Nebraska Kearney on Saturday. They've both been getting a lot of accolades. And Fort Hayes State's accolade, of course, is that they have a two-time and now reigning MIAA Player of the Week and Wagner, her second award. And obviously, uh, she was a handful in the first game, and uh, she's going to be a handful for you guys on Thursday. Yeah, I mean, Katie obviously is really talented, and um, she might be one of the hardest working kids in this league. And so she can score from a couple different areas. Um, she shot the three better this year than she ever has. She doesn't take very many, but she's still shooting in at 50%. Um, but she can score at 15, 17 feet and in. I mean, she's super talented. And so we're going to have a tough matchup, and we're going to try to throw a lot of different bodies at her, and it's going to take a total team effort. Um, but, she, yeah, she's she's pretty talented. And then you've got a Nebraska Kearney team that comes in, and they're really just a team. I don't think they have anybody in the top 15 in scoring in the MIAA. They've got a couple. I think they've got a top 10 rebounder. They've got some great defenders. In terms of defense, they are miles in front of the, their, I think, Fort Hayes State is the number two defensive team, and Nebraska Kearney is nine points better defensively. They only average 50 a game that they allow in MIAA play. So this is really a team that you're playing for Hall of Fame Day on Saturday. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's obviously – they can score the ball, um, but one thing I think they hold their hats on is obviously being able to play defense. And they're long, they're athletic. um, They obviously defensively just talk really well and move really well, and they like to take you out of a lot of stuff. And so credit to their players credit to their coaching staff um, they do a great job of putting you in positions that make it tough to score and so we're gonna have to to come in we're gonna have to one be aggressive um, don't be scared of the moment and you know like obviously just kind of see what happens and just don't be timid one thing uh, what, I mean you can't ever say timid about this guy uh, one guy in an interesting moment I think you guys were helping move in some freshmen uh, you were accosted out in the parking lot by this fanatic in a mercury jersey Josh Prilliman, I think, I believe was the guy and paints his face up for all the game. But uh, I bet you did not expect to see somebody in a Mercury jersey here. I did not. I turned around and it took me a second to figure that out. (laughs) But Josh is great. We love Josh. Obviously, he does a tremendous job on his side of things and admissions. And um, he is a, a... one of the biggest Newman fans that, that we have, and we cannot be more thankful for for him, what he does for us, obviously off the court with our student-athletes, and then just being a Newman fan. We're, we're very thankful for And Josh. obviously a Nicole Oldie fan as well. Uh, Coach, I did want to ask, because you know, you've had such an incredible career and you know, a WNBA championship, and I played with, I think, one of, by acclamation, one of the, I don't know if the greatest, but one of the all-time greats. Mm-hmm. What was it like playing with Diana Taurasi? Uh, I mean, it was it was phenomenal. I mean, she is obviously everybody knows about like her ability to score it and um, all these accolades. But one thing they don't know about her is just what a tremendous teammate she is. And um, she makes everybody feel like whether you're the the best scorer or the last person off the bench, that your job and your role is super important. And so um, she just takes the time to get to know people and, and she's going to lead you and know how to lead you. And I just think 
I mean, that's rare. And sure. so um, it was phenomenal playing with her, though. And obviously, she makes everybody around her a little bit better, too. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it helps to be that good. And it's yep. uh, it's it's interesting that you say that because a lot of people will say, you know, that Michael Jordan is the best player ever. Uh, I don't know if there's anybody who's saying, oh, Michael Jordan, what a great teammate, mm-hmm. so supportive. We've, you know, all these things have come out about, yeah, Michael Jordan punched me and all mm-hmm. this, all this stuff. And uh, but it's interesting that you can look and see, you know, just because you are great, you know, there are different ways to be a leader, aren't there? Yeah, for sure. Definitely. No, don't go be talking about Michael too much because yeah. that's my guy. But sure. Um, but there are different ways to lead for sure. I mean, Diana has that. I think people talked about Sabrina and Eskew like that a lot. Sure. Um, just the ability to get a lot of pe- things out of people on your team and, and being a great player, but also being a really good leader. And, um, you know, I think Maddie has that a little bit about sure. it too. Um, just being able to lead on the court and, um, being able to talk to a lot of different people and, and know know a lot about other different people. And so, um, once again, it's just nice to have Maddie in your program and somebody who can do that. Last question for you. You come to this last stretch of the season. It's a sprint to the finish, eight games. As of today, you guys are one game out of being in that 10th spot. You'll have a chance to pick up that game against Central Oklahoma. So that could be absolutely massive because both of you are right there. That'll be the last game of the season. But what's the mindset that this team needs to have to put themselves in position to make a run here down the stretch? Uh, you mentioned it's going to be nice to have a lot of these games at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you take advantage of that? Yeah, just just one game at a time. And, and honestly, just one practice at a time can we come in can we be competitive can we be focused um can we stay true to the scouting port scouting report when we're actually in the game and then yeah just being at home hopefully having a big crowd hopefully having a big student section um and just coming out and competing every single day it is hall of fame week we will have the action covered for you starting on thursday 5 30 doubleheader the jets and the tigers and then hall of fame day on saturday 1 30 doubleheader the hall of fame you can still get that rsvp newmanjets.com right now uh, but that'll be the jets and the lopers coming up on saturday 1 30 doubleheader and the hall of fame ceremony will induct the 2023 class after the game you can hear all the action this week on the newman jets audio network newmanjets.com slash listen or watch on the miaa network the miaa network.com slash newman can't wait to see you out there on thursday thanks so much coach sounds great thanks Blake. next week we will have more jetcast coming up and we've got a lot more spring sports to talk we've got triathlon coming up we've got bowling we need to get to so stay tuned we've got it all covered here on the jetcast so we'll see you next week until then blake cripps in wichita saying go jets